A good morning, Rabboisai. This is the first time that we're doing a shir. And usually Mark Ashkenazi or Vremi from Eretz Yisrael logs into the computer and they take care of everything. This is the very first time that Mark Ashkenazi is in the air. He's doing this remote to be remote. It's like a koyach koychai. It's coming. He's on a on a flight to Phoenix and he's he's in my computer my computer right now. So I have to say flight Mark Ashkenazi for everything that you do. And Baruch Hashem, we didn't have to wake up a Vremi. Just the tzaddik that this guy is. Mark Ashkenazi, but Avrami left me a message. I said, I hope I don't have to wake you up. He says, it's my pleasure. Don't ever hesitate for a second. Immediately, it's 4 o'clock in the morning there. I've always said, just uh, read some emails here, and you can look as well. My name is Chaim Weber from Cote St. Luke, Quebec, Canada. Otherwise known as the Chassidish Black Cat on the Go with Kiddush and Daf, Chofhe. I've been with MDY on and off since super consistently since the latest talk podcast, Daf. Two, whatever that means. First and foremost, thank you very much for the beautiful share. This share has really changed and added a lot to my life. I went every day for the next share to be learned. Whoever's not connected to your share doesn't know what they're missing out on. Just a pity. Second, thank you. Such a beautiful Shabbos you made. Really uplifting and inspiring. I was unfortunately not able to attend the Shabbos. There was another chassid that made me sure with the blondish beard. Coat St. Luke, the whole Shabbos. Coat St. Luke. You know what I'm talking about? You made it was very inspired. I was unfortunately not in Shabbos. However, the way you talk about it, and from what I hear from others there, from the four-hour actual scene that I watched online, I see the inspiration, enthusiasm that I miss. Hopefully, the next one I'll be able to attend the Mir Hashem. An interesting story to share with you. My colleague just returned from Australia today. He walked into my office and saw that I was listening to the shir. He told me that he was going on a walk with his father in Australia this week, Sunday, and a guy, not looking Jewish at all, that was jogging the street, stopped him and told him. And his father, you know who by Rebelli Shir? You know who's by Rebelli Shir today? Yumi Rosenbaum. And pulled out his phone and said, look, he's here, live Shir. And told them, this is what you need to do while jogging, learn the daf. And the guy ran off. Sincerely yours, Chaim Weber, Kozin Luke, Quebec. What did I say before? Quebec, Canada. So first of all, I have to apologize to Yumi. I went to the Bris, but on the wrong day, on Tuesday. So I missed that bris. He came in special for the bris. It was great to have him here a few days, and he brought gifts, the whole thing. So you should go after that. Here's a picture of Chaim Weber. Oh, I think the other guy was also Weber. No, maybe not. Maybe they're brothers. But anyways, here I borrowed his hat for the live goat. At the time that I brought the live goat to the shear, Yishkoyach, Yosef Scheinfeld. Today, I signed up for a daf in memory of Binyomen, Irli, Hashem Yikim Domoy, and picked the first available daf from the top. It was Shabbos daf test, which is talking about topics related to Rishuyos, which is in today's daf. You see that? Kiss from Hashem, I say. His neshama should have an aliyah. Regards, Yossi, Talmud, since Tishrei, Tov, Shin, Pei, Beis. Ariel King, dear Rabbi Eli Stefanski, I live in London. I'm in year eight. I don't know. Does anybody know what year eight is in London? I don't know. Every day I saw my father doing the daf. I got inspired. Now every day I do with 25 boys. We saw before they had a whole thing. 25 boys during our lunch break in classroom in a library learned the daf. Since then, my day has been so much more exciting. It's a schmack to do the daf from a real king. 
Yvaldi, unbelievable. Keep on going, guys. Looking forward to seeing you guys. Maybe I'll come to London, but if not, come to Israel. He has no clue I took this picture, so not sure if it should be read out loud or not. I didn't I didn't take the picture on purpose, but don't want to embarrass him. I was at Shul tonight in Toronto. I always try to be one of the first 10 for me, and I usually get to Myra about the 20, 20 minutes before. Wow. The whole Myra only takes like 15 minutes. If I didn't finish the daf, I finished it in time, and if not, I learned nacht. The night I saw someone who I've never seen before with his Gemara laptop in front of him watching your shir, pausing. Listen to this. If you look closely at the screen, you can see that the guy is has like a Word document open next to the shir. So the guy is typing notes on the daf, then rewinding, pausing, and typing notes again. He's really doing the daf. I was super inspired. I really need I really need to up my game, he says. And he wrote this anonymously. Shalom Shikoyal for another great cheer. Regarding your point about Gezel Shena, Rav Moshe Heinemann, another place you can write in Manoimar Dine Torah, that waking somebody up, you hear? Because we're Sydney today. Yes, guess themselves. Yeah, you have to tell them. Guess is one thing. Torah and a. And a and, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, okay, give out. Manoimar, listen to this. That way, this is for him. I put it in for him. The waking someone up is an issue of Ainoaz Dvarim rather than Gezel. That with the, your words, you're doing something that is bothering somebody else. Wishing you in Klai Yisrael, Slachu, Brach, Yeshuas, and Chamas, Nasan, Miller. Reboisai, I guess they put this in here. Armor, Kaz, Repinachas is waving over 2,500. There's a lot of the retired. They're looking for another Chassid. You do the Chassidish thing. So they're looking for another one to put in the rotation. And of course, we're doing the, we're trying to do half a shas. So far, over 300 people signed up. And uh, some people took doubles and triples. So all you need to do <coughs> is go on to this link and grab the daf, any daf you want. It'll give you the link to YouTube. Just listen. You don't have to do anything. It doesn't take it. Just listen to it. One half speed, 35 minutes, you're done. The, oh, I got to say this before I forget. Volume two of our school is coming out. And as you know, we like to give out Gemaras to new members and it's an incentive to join the Shir. Uh, there are many people, including Murad Nakash. I don't think he likes that I say this, but I'll say it anyway. He joined the Shir because of a free Gemara. And a couple hundred thousand dollars later, and he's still in the Shir. So even people that can afford it, they like free gifts. It's good. It's a great incentive. And therefore, we are looking for someone to sponsor volume two. It could be any amount, but usually 5000 and up. Uh, it usually costs us like a volume 30000 40000 depending on how many we give out. So we're looking for sponsors. MDYsponsor.com. It's Mamish coming out in a few days, and we need to know ASAP if you want to do it. You put your name in the front. Front page will have a whole thing about the, whoever you're doing it. Laschos. Great opportunity. The Koilo L'schus being able to support Tyro, Aniim, and to pay my children's tuition. That's the Koilo for the day. The Masechta, for the unity of Am Yisrael. Parakates of the Regal, Table 6. For Naftali ben Chano, who was in the skiing accident almost two years ago, and is paralyzed from his waist down. Rav Chaim said, we should learn Parakates of the Regal for him. Skiing is not a joke. I know I was, uh, one of my friends who never skied before, he wanted me to take him skiing, so him and his twin, we went skiing. And uh, one twin went for lessons. I really recommend lessons. You have to take lessons. One said, no, I don't need lessons. You teach me. Kids are taught. He says, take me to the high. Yeah, I'm good. 
Take it to the hardest thing. I said, I can't take it to the hardest You have to start. No, no, no. Kids are, he went up on the top and he's all excited because he, he has good balance, this guy, and he's going straight and he wasn't making any turns. He's just going straight and he's picking up speed and more speed. I'm like, hey, stop, turn. I couldn't catch up to him. The guy's like 100 miles an hour and he ended up in a tree. Ended up literally plastered on a tree, fell down, broke his wrist. They had to take him out of there. That was on his first run. Kids are skiing is dangerous. Um, yeah. But Leilenu. Uh, Hopefully something happens over here. Paris of the month. Leilenishmas chayr b'moisha. Leilenishmas chayr b'asyoisa. Paris of the month. Rufo shleimah for debat vayr basar. This is good news. For the mother of Gershom and Moshe, Baruch Hashem, they released her from the hospital. She's home. She's eating. Baruch Hashem. And she continued going like that. Paris of Chodesh. In honor of my grandson's brisim shalayim mazatov, may we only share simples together. He was there at the Shabbos. Paras hayoyim, Jeff Pansak, the link, doesn't say what it is. The art of the month, Yosef ben Chaya Sorrowful, the schusim that come from supporting Limit at Rabboisai. I want to show you. This is the art that I wanted to show yesterday from David Kanner. So it's AI art, and I asked him to, to, to do some art, and unfortunately, I forgot to look at my email. Now he has my WhatsApp, so he sent it directly to the WhatsApp. I, I like this stuff a lot, and it's a, I think it's a big addition to the share if you could do more of this. Here's um, an animal the Gemara talks about, not, not normal, it's a little strange. He's eating bread at the table. And this was literally a case in the Gemara where the goat jumped up on a barrel. It even has the MDY, somewhat of the MDY logo on it with a turnip. And this is, I'll show, okay, this is a new one that I asked him to do for today. And this is coming up in a few minutes. And, um, okay, so we're holding, the shear is dedicated for all the soldiers on the front line and uh, the over 5,000 injured and the families that are suffering and those who are kidnapped, they should come home soon. And the Niftarim. So we're holding daf chof aleph. We're 20 daf into Babakama. Just like that, 20 daf. That means 20 days ago, we were sitting in the hotel in Connecticut. It's unbelievable how time flies. Sholach le top line of chof aleph. Sholach le rebi abba bar zavdil amori bar mar. Please ask Ravuna. Hador We're continuing the sugya that we had yesterday. And that is... If a person squats in somebody else's apartment, does he have to pay rent or not? And after Sheer, we have here Mr. Steve Jakubowski, who's a lawyer, and told me it's uh, in English, the term, the term is unjust enrichment, and also it's a question of quantum. Marriott? Marriott. Marriott. Okay, Bikitzer, those are the things that we discussed yesterday, but these are Laws, famous laws in America. You go into his, his yard in his house. You live there without him knowing about it. And as we said yesterday, the guy is a Ghana for doing it. He's a bad guy for doing it. But the question is, does he have to pay rent? He didn't reduce the value of the property. The guy didn't tell him not to. If the guy said specifically not to, if there was... It, we said if it was up for rent, then it's a then it's a problem. If the guy's looking for a, a rental and it's up for rent, it's definitely a problem. 
Said the Gemara, the Hachim Nachna Ashi the Ravuna, before he was able to get to Ravuna, Ravuna was Nifter and he couldn't ask me the question. Omale Rabba by Ravuna. So the son of Ravuna said, Hachim Omer Abba, Ravuna said, my father said, Abba Mari called him, my father, my master, Mishmed the Rav, he said in the name of Rav. Enoi Tzorich Lahalis Nasachar, you don't have to pay. And listen to this. So, if you live in somebody's house without him knowing, you don't have to pay. And then he continues the sentence. And if he rents a place from Ruvain, he should, and Shimon doesn't know about it, and it's really owned by Shimon. These stories happen, unfortunately, they're pretty common. People are renting out other people's property without owning it, pretending that they were the owners. So give it directly to Shimon. Wait a minute. We just said that if Shimon doesn't know about it, you don't have to pay him. Shimon, first of all, the Gemara says, Who's talking about Shimon? Who? The statement should be, Nothing to do with Shimon. Where does Shimon have? How did Shimon creep into this picture? Hachi Kamer, this is what he meant. If you found out that the, the, the home is owned by somebody else, you give it to the original owner. Okay, I don't know what the Chiddush is exactly. There's some sort of Chiddush. This is Gemara Tarti. It's a contradiction. You're telling me two things that are the opposite. On the one hand, you're telling me that if I come, in, if I live in somebody's house without him knowing, I don't have to pay. Then you tell me, if I live in somebody's house, and not only does he not know, but he doesn't even know that somebody's using the house and renting it out to other people, you have to pay the original guy. Why? He doesn't even know about it. Says the very simple, the Kaimala Agra, the Kaimala Agra, as we said yesterday, is a difference if the home is up for rent or not. If the home is up for rent, then you have to pay. Not only do you have to pay, but you have to pay the original owner called Shimon. But if it's not up for rent, so you don't have to pay, uh, even if there's no monkey business going on, there's only one guy involved, you don't have to pay. Welcome to all the guys that are online, that are on YouTube, that are on Zoom. I don't know how many people on Zoom. I can see on YouTube there's 45 people right now. It's a beautiful thing. Shkoi for being there. Itmanami. Omer Rebchia Baroven Omer Rav. We also learned in the name of Rav, but by Rebchia Baroven. You see, we just saw a relationship between Ravuna and Rav. Ravuna is the Talmud of Rav. You don't have to pay rent if the owner doesn't know. And if somebody in the city decides to send out, to rent it out, you pay the owner directly. Ask the Gemara about what's going on there. Who, who are these owners? What's this is what we mean. If there's an owner, you have to pay them. Tired is a contradiction. If the house is up for rent, and you obviously are renting it because you're actually paying somebody, that means you're in the market to rent, then you must pay rent. Sort of like my house in Eretz Yisrael, it's not up for rent. So if somebody sneaks in there, and he uses it, and it doesn't cause any damage, halachically, he doesn't have to pay me. Omer Rav, Shchayro, Omer Rav, Hun, Omer Rav. 
I might have to then 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 listen what happens. So let me ask you. Very good, nice point. I come from from America. I come with my suitcases. There's a bunch of people in there, and I start fighting with them, and this and that and that and that. They caused me some harm because my wife was really upset. It took me ten minutes to get them out. So I demand ten shekel for that inconvenience that I want to come into empty apartment. So what are they chayiv to me? The chayiv to me, the thousands of shekel of all the other days because I got them on 10 shekel. Once I get them on one item, they made a scratch in the wall and they, they made the wall dark, as the Gemara said. Miguel Gamal called and they have to pay everything. That's just a lot that we learned the other day. I just want to make sure it's clear. But if they disappear right before I, I show up and I don't even know that they came, then they did they do the right thing? No. They don't know me. I'm saying if I get on the bed and I smell something funny and I have to do laundry, that's it. I get of everything. So now we have two svaras. Pay attention to these two svaras. One says, Mishum Shinemar Ushiyo Yukas Shar. So ah, I forgot to put it in. Okay. Yo, she did a, a little thing, a try, but I, I I messed up. Okay. Not a big deal. There's a shade that hangs out in people's homes when you don't live there. So I'm doing you a favor. I'm doing you a big favor. These guys from Khvez up north. They're helping me that no shade will come into my house. I saw this shade. He's like a, like an axe, like a bull in a china shop. So basically, it's bad news, especially in those days, you know. Shade him and all that stuff. There was a, a, bo, a, a guy that has a young kid. He came... To a couple shiurim in Miami, I forgot his name because I'm really bad with names. A great guy, and he told me what he what does he do for business? He takes care of people's homes. I think basically Miami, Boca. He lives in Boca. He, he traveled in. So his job is you know people have these vacation homes, and he goes in there like once a week, once a, whatever the the plan is. You have to flush the toilets. You have to make sure that there's no leaks. This, this is not wrong. Because when you leave a house, things start going. So, like, even the house here in Chicago, I had to call a guy yesterday because one of the windows doesn't close. A lot of, so you bring him in, this, they change the spent. So, a guy that lives there is doing you a favor. He's making sure that the toilets are flushed, that the water's not leaking. And if there's a little leak, he knows how to tighten it for you. He's taking care of your, your property. You don't have to hire that guy from Boca. He's doing for you. Big tzaddik. So now what's enough community between the two, uh, the two, the two shot? The one shot is he's literally taking care of your house. The other shot is he's, he's scaring away the shaden. So says the Gemara, what's the difference? If he uses it, like my wife, I said, what do we need this house in Chicago? She says, I need it for storage. I need, like a, I need a $2 million storage facility. Like, yeah, because all her clothes and all her shoes, because we left without thinking that we're only going to be in our show for a year, and we never made a, a lift or anything. Literally, we never made it. So, the, so she has a storage facility. Now, now it became a little bit more than a storage because we're actually here for a while. Fine. But 
if the guy uses this house for storage. So he comes in and out, and he makes sure that the shade them every once in a while. I don't know how often you have to come to your house to make sure there's no shade. But in terms of the upkeep of the house, that he didn't do. That he's not doing just by, you know, he comes in, puts the, the straw down, he comes back a month later. Meanwhile, there's a leak, there's a this, there's, there's mold, there's, there's pests. I don't know what, different things that happen in the house. I'll go the bona padno, I the Oh, beautiful. This is a Givaldica AI picture, also from Yaakov Ganner. He built a mansion on top of a dump, says Rashi. Here's the picture. Love it. Mansion on top of a dump. So I just want to point out that I said this on Shabbos by the Shabbaton, and I really mean it. I think what one of the biggest things that differentiates MDY from all other Shirim, a lot of people say, what, how, why? I'm sure maybe there's other Shirim like that, but one of the things that sticks out to me is the amount of people that I don't even know how many, but there's so many people behind the scenes, so many people that give from themselves on a daily basis. And here's a guy, double canner, just, you know, I was saying, Mark Ashkenazi, Avrami, and then you have Gershon Yosef that does all the editing. And, but there's many, many others. So this guy, Dovid Kanner, here he is. Uh, not this one. Oh, this, this is, oh, he put it in afterwards. This is what Yoshi did for the shade. This shade him in the house. Okay. But where's Dovid Kanner? Here, this is Dovid Kanner. Dovid Kanner from Toronto. I met him by AJ's house over there when we did see him. And, uh, Again, it's not my guy. Like, I can't do all the stuff myself. I prepared the little that I prepared, but there's other people that are throwing the art, and Yoshi, and there's the guy from South Africa, and then so all these people. So here's another tzaddik that I don't know if he's going to do more. Just the little they did, I have a curse of tie for him. So what was that picture that I was laughing about? Oh, this is, uh, this is the next sugya. I don't know how it fell in here. Oh, because he put it in. He didn't know where to put it in. Okay. I like this picture. I'm sticking with this picture for now. This is a beautiful mansion. There's waterfalls coming on. It all spills into the garbage dump. What's going on here? You have your soyamim to have a piece of land that's basically worthless. You know, you get a few... Guy comes, grabs the land. It's you soyamim. Who owns it? A big tzad like this guy. He probably sits in the Mizrach and Shul. He has uh, the whole thing. The whole, uh, and he steals a piece of land from the soyamim because they're little kids and they can't fight him. Says the Gemara, now, not to go a little crazy here with this picture, because it's really, this is a, an exaggerated picture. Why? Because a, a, a mansion in the time of the, the Gemara was literally 24 by 24. Based on what the, 12 amas by 12 amas. A typical has like four amas by four amas. Talking about a little, they called it a mansion. Wow, you built like a, a mud hut from, from the, you know, a few twigs. Probably leaks everywhere. Mansion. Okay, not it's not this. It's not this uh, ten million dollar mansion. Okay, just the saber soizen. So Nachman demanded money for it. Now I got to tell you, Maisis I know a few Maisis in Israel. A real story. A guy had up a lot that was in between buildings, and when he wasn't paying attention, some of the neighbors went and they pushed out their Homes from different directions. This guy pushed out his first floor this way. This guy in this building, kids, he's left literally with fifty percent of the lot. And it was, it's, it's, it's gonna, you're going to go now to court, 
and the, you have to come back next year, and then you come back next year and bring proof. And there's a, it's a story, you know, it could take 10 years. to. So he gave it as a gift to his daughter. And his daughter's husband had a friend. The friend says, you know, I want you to have the whole lot. I'm going to do you a favor. So I'm going to give you the whole lot. So he came in, true story. Comes in there with a couple of these tractors. And they waited until everybody went to work. And they, one, two, three, you get this one, you get it. He knocked it down. He knocked down four apartments, like four rooms that were built out. And then by the time the cops came, he said, here, this is my lot. This is my line. And all this. And they paid them a couple of bucks for, you know, the, the beds that got destroyed. But he had no, now he had a whole lot. My wife's cousin, Irma Chemish, her father came to visit her. The father is a businessman here in Muncie. And he, he says, what's this built in front of your house? She says, a storage unit that one of the neighbors built here, but it's your property. I know, I said something, he ignored me. I said, okay. He took a, he rented a tractor and he ran it over, just ran it over with everything. And then another crazy story that my kid's school, they built out into the other school. So the owner of the other school came and knocked down the whole thing with Humash and with Sidur. That was a terrible story. We were very shaken up by that. But people do that kind of stuff. So it's a, whoever hit, whoever owns the money owns, has the upper hand. Whoever Who has the money in, in their possession has the upper hand. Yeah, but over here it's a little different, no? Because it's for carrot. The guy that built out, usually, you know, bring him to Bezdin, this, that, make up Shara. Takes a tractor, knocks it down, now, now sue me. And then you come to the court and you say, these are my lines. It doesn't really happen in America that often. It's a more very distraught kind of thing. Anyway, says the Gemara, and by the way, that school that knocked it down, and Avi and myself were very upset, and we, whatever, we, Avi's grandfather paid for, for a lot of the building over there as a whole. But at the end, the school, that other school closed down. I'm not saying that's why, but it wasn't, it wasn't good. Are you telling me, Rav Nachman, who who tells this guy that owns a mansion and Rav Nachman takes away his mansion. He takes it away. He says, you didn't pay the Yisrael, I'm taking it from you. So does Rav Nachman hold that he, he was to pay the Yisrael? Yeah? Why, why did he take it away from them? If you don't have to pay rent, so why is he taking away his mansion? Obviously you have to pay rent. How says Gemara? How Korak Karmanoi There's a nation called Karmanoi. One shot the Avalo, the Asmid over Muat. They used to, they used to pay. Here, I I sold Tilabavich over here the, the lot on the Sacramento. So a guy was paying me all these years a little bit to, so he could store his tractors and his truck. It's a garnish. It's a few uh, uh, prutas. But they took away those prutas. Now what happens when here? You take some prutas. They can make $10 a month on it. And because they lost the $10 a month, now you take away the whole mansion. So Rav Nachman said, make it up. And he didn't care. Oh, you don't care. So he took away his mansion. All right. So it says in the Mishnah, this is the Mishnah, so you don't have to go back. Oh, was I supposed to show those things on? The, oh, yeah, yeah. If I didn't do this, so here's Yaakov, I mean, David Kanner. And here's the shade that destroys your house. And this is not important. And this is the mansion. Okay. I hope I, 
Anyway, we're holding over here. It says in the Mishnah, and we flew through it, and we said that we don't understand it, we have to get to the Gemara. And here's the Gemara. An animal, animals walking down the middle of the street, she has to pay whatever she benefits from. Because in, in Shen, you don't have to pay what, you don't have to pay for the Hezek, but you have to pay. If it's on the side of the street, that's not normal. So it's not normal from the side of the street, so you have to pay. So says the Gemara like this. Omarab, what's going on here? Umachzeres. Oh, so this is the picture of Machzeres. Meaning, it's not normal for an animal to look backwards. It walks straight and shows me to look backwards on the side of the street, that's already out of character. It's strange. And therefore, what? Yechayev Karen. Yechayev, because you're Karen. What are you talking about? It's normal for an animal to walk, to turn back a little bit. I mean, this is not, a, this is not good enough, maybe, this picture. It has to be like, you know, moving its neck completely. Okay. You're potter. That's, that's shed. You don't have to pay for that. So if it's true that you're potter, but the Mishnah says, let's go back to the Mishnah. This. It says... If it was on the side, so how is how is Shmuel going to explain this? What what do you have to? What is a case? Give me a case of an animal in Rishus Harabim. Oh, let me show you some pictures here. So here's Rishus Harabim. Now the way we did it is this is all Yoshi, but I asked him not to do a sidewalk, to maybe a different color. This is the main part of Rishus Harabim where the animals walk. Then the gray part on the side is the tzadim. That's where it's normal for people to put down their baggages, their fruit. Da, da, da. Animals are not supposed to be walking there. I don't know if they did it in, the, in those times. But if you have an animal, you make sure you give a couple of feet to the side so people could do their things. They're not going to put their fruit in the middle. That's the thoroughfare. Ocean Parkway. Ocean Parkway. Yeah, but I'm saying Ocean Parkway has, oh, this is Rishis Rabin. Very nice. And this is Tzidim Rishis Rabin. Wow, it's a good thing I clicked there. I didn't even know that he did this. That came out later. Okay. Now. What happened was, says the Gemara, here's this story. You see the animal? The animal went to the great part, to the Tzidei Rosh Hashanah. It left the main thoroughfare, the center, and went to the side. Going to the side, Rabbi say is strange, Mishuna, and he's carrying, you have to pay. Some say he's not, not to explain the Mishnah. This is a new Allah. What if the animal turns his head backwards? Uh, forget it. All the way here. What's the Allah? We have So according to Shmuel, what's pshat in this mission over here? Pshat is he went to the tzidei rishus harabim like that. It says in that Mishnah that we learned, that's our Mishnah, if the animal eats from the opening of a store, has to pay what it benefits. What's the case? It's walking straight and it turned its head. And you only have to pay what it benefited. In other words, you saved the meal, you have to pay that meal. Even though it ate a lot of 
expensive stuff, you don't have to pay the expensive stuff. You only pay the cheap stuff. But according to Rav, you should have to pay what it damaged. How's Rav going to explain it? He answers, that's talking about in a corner. So if you look at Rashi, there's a beautiful picture. Explains it all. But if you look at my screen, we did it even better. Rashi didn't have this. Might take a little bit. So here's the store. The store is in the narrow part. The, the, the road goes from wide to narrow. So the animal is in the is walking down the center, but the center becomes narrow, and therefore the animal is doing a normal thing. It's eating. It's it's walking straight. Okay. So even in this case, Rav will agree that the animal doesn't have to pay. There's a very interesting Yerushalmi that the that Taisus brings. I don't want to get into it. Just I thought it's it's so like he says that an animal is carrying on its back a goat, like the goat is strapped over its back. Imagine a horse with a goat strapped to its back. So as the horse is walking, the goat is eating. So for that goat, it's straight. He's straight. He's eating in a straight way. That's Karen Zavas. It's on a on a ninety degree angle to the to the actual animal that's walking. Okay, fine. Some say, I don't know how Mark is doing this. He's on the plane. He landed already, but he's he's controlling my screen. He's going off this uh, chart and showing me in, in large. Okay. Mark, if you are on the plane, switch me back to the picture. If not, just leave me. You, he's on the plane. He's just... Okay, now you can switch me back, please. Thank you, Mark. Oh, here's another beautiful chart. Some say that if the, the animals twist its neck, you're chayev. That's strange. So where's the machlaikas? In this case, right over here. This is an aerial view of Here's a person that has a house, and you look at the uh, at the fences in front of the houses, they're they're out. His goes in. Why? Because he donated part of his property to the Rosh Hashanah, so that he could put his stuff there. Here, let me show you what it looks like. Here it is, another view, and here it is. There's an indentation in the Rosh Hashanah that he created himself. It didn't, it didn't start out like that. He made a donation. He was mafkir the Rishos. But at the same time, he wants to keep his stuff there. He wants to keep his fruit there. So what's going on here? This is the pshat. So Rav says, okay, when, when he turns his head, but when he gives, donates land to the Rishos then potter. That is strange for him to go into that area. Shmuel says no, it's part of Shusravim, so you're chayev. Says the Gemara, Okay, simple little thing here. If I have a pit in my 
property and I donate the whole thing to, or sorry, yeah, I have a pit in, in my Rishos and my Chayev. So what happened was over here, a guy has property, he's mafkir the, the, the Rishos, he's mafkir all his property. He says, I don't want this property, but the, the pit is still his. Okay, he makes, he has a, it happens, you know, Trump did it, whatever. You have a nice property, you give it to the state. Here, it's a park. Parks there, mafker. Anybody can. But there's, there's a pit there. You forgot to tell people that Rabid, uh, you got to be careful. So, are you chayv or not? So, over here also, the guy gave his property to the rabbi. He's, he's a nice guy. He took some of his property, gave it to the rabbi. But he, he left the pit in there. He left fruit that could damage people. So, here's the question. If uh, Rav holds that when you have a pit in your own Rishos, you're Chayev, meaning the fruit, the pit, anybody can come and take it because you're liable for this pit. So if you're liable for the pit, then imagine I have fruit in the middle of the street. I'm liable. If somebody trips on I'm liable. That means anybody can come and take the fruit. It's not yours. You you left the pit in Rishos around, Barbish you hear it's slightly counterintuitive, so it's a little confusing, but it's not. When I leave a pit in Rishus Rabbim and I'm potter because I donated the land, that means you cannot touch my pit. You can't touch my fruit. If you can't touch my fruit and your animal eats my fruit, what happens? You're chayet. You hear? But if it's the opposite, if it's the reverse, if you should not leave your fruit, fruit there. And I'm allowed to take your fruit. So if my animal eats it, yeah. So if it's potter, it's my fruit. You had no right to touch my fruit, so you chayev. Yeah? It's a little, slightly, but not, not that bad. So the Gemara says, no, you're not forced in any direction. Why? Typical Gemara. And so, again, what happened here is he gave this, let's just go back here for a second, he gave this area to the rabbi. Anybody can use it. But I, he left himself a little spot for his own fruit. That's a bar. So, says Gemara, No. Typically, I could hold the opposite. You, you can't force me, you can't force to say that Rav holds one way or the other. I'll say no. Typically, Barbish will say Potter. That if I left a pit in my in my domain, I'm Potter. If somebody falls in it. So why is this different? Domar. Why are you bringing your fruit in the Rishusravim? You can't bring fruit in here and then expect me to pay for it if my animal eats it. Yeah. Um, in other words, if you gave your rishos, you you're a nice guy. You said, okay, I want. So then, so then you have to be careful with your Paris. You you can't jump on two chasanas. You gave it to the rabbim, so it's the rabbims. Now be careful with your fruit. And then if not, then <coughs> says the, uh, we just turned the we turned the daf. It's sponsored by Hanan Auerbach in honor, in, in schus, 
of his holy nephew, son of Robert and Jed. Lilin Shmas Binyam Meir Ben Zev David Irli Raboisai Chapsim Dapim so that we could do have a shas Lilin Shmasai in record time four or five days. And Lilin Shmas Binyam Meir Ben Zev David Robert Irli son Neshama should have an aliyah. So Maybe I'll say fakert. I could go this way. I'll say Shmuel holds that typically a bar in your in the Rishus is chayv. The Bishlam a bar Now you can't. I'll say that you cannot be mafkir a bar. You don't have the right. And and the, the this 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 cow. How would it know that there is a bar over there? How would he know? I got to show you this video. Somebody just sent me today. And to get to this. Here it is. This is a bar that apparently a cow didn't know was there. It's a small little bar. It's like the size of a Hamas tunnel. Still alive. We'll see in a second. I think it's kind of injured, personally. I don't think it's a cow. I think it's more like a bull. Yeah, that's it. It's up on its way. They came to check him out. Look, they're coming. It's like Bar Chaylam. So how was it down there? Who knows how long it was there until they were able to get the machine and wrap and all thing. Okay. Anyway, it happens. You see a bar, and those days they didn't have tractors, so probably Vaitigigang and he take the the the. The novella and you sell it for whatever it's worth. Ella Peiro is Mikula Mimela Badaite what a cow didn't see fruit. Cow see fruit, they know Khazilo Somelirchai. Fine. Says the Gimara Levi Makzar Tanoi. Maybe I'll say that this machloike, this machloike is whether or not an animal that twists its head backwards is that considered strange. And therefore you are chayev because it's strange, because if it's regular shen, you'd be potter. If it ate within the street, the center of the street, it pays what a benefit. But to the side, that's both agree to that. So it seems like they're not really saying much, not adding anything. They said, oh, it's not the derech of an animal to eat, only to walk. Aren't they saying the same thing? The saying, the machlaikis is whether or not, in a case where it, it moved its head backwards, that's the machlaikis. Tanakama sovar machzeris nami mishalamashanes. Tanakama holds that your chayiv, even when it moves its head backwards, your chayiv, what you're mazik because it's strange and caring. Over here is another machlaikis. What's the What's the pshat in the pasuk ubir is the acher that yichayev and shen only when it eats in another's field? What does that mean? Mar sovar ubir is the acher velibushus rab. It means that you're going into the damaged field and not and not bushus rab, and therefore you pay in this case whatever benefit. Mar sovar ubir is the acher velibushus hamazik, which is very interesting. That what ubir is the acher. 
It has to be in the damaged field, but not in the damager's field. But what happens if it wasn't Rosh Hashanah? What if Shen wasn't Rosh Hashanah according to this pshat? You'd be chayev. The meal of the pasuk is only not that you shouldn't eat in Rosh Hashanah. That if you eat in Rosh Hashanah, you're potter. If you eat in the Rosh Hashanah, anyway, it's not Rosh Hashanah. You'd be chayev. But in Rosh Hashanah, you're potter. That's the Gemara. Rosh Hashanah, glaim pericha, perich b'shusim. My boy, why do you need a pasuk for that? What happened? Your basket of fruit ended up in my dining room, and my dog ate it, and the tire says, oh, you're potter. Of course. Why do you bring my, your fruit into my dining room? I'm the, I'm the mazik. My dog damaged your fruit, but your fruit is in my property, and for that I need a possum. Ella? Oh. So you know what the machlekes is? Different machlekes. Ella, the ilfa, ilfa said yesterday, Ask the question, what if one animal does a strange thing and eats over uh, from the back of another animal? I said the story with Rebbe Kiva then. And here's another picture from Rebbe David Kanner. I thought it was Givaldic. It's a guy walking with a knapsack and uh, an animal, a zebra, is eating from him. Is that strange or not strange? And we have the Shaila. So that, that's the machlaikis here. One man says it's not strange. One says it is strange. Strange. You're chayiv. Not strange. You don't like it? No, it's very normal. It's very normal. This one, whatever it is. This is AI. Yeah, this is all AI. But look, he has a yeshiva hat. Yeah. You have what's going on here? <laughs> He's wearing that like a yeshiva too. So you have to, in order to do AI, we have a lot of experience now with AI. And in order to do this, you have to know how to prompt it. How to give it the right... If you know, there's a big chachman telling the computer what to do. And not everybody knows how to do it. And David Kanner is very good at it. Says the Mishnah, sponsored... The official Mishnah sponsored by Moshe Cohen. For Hatzlacha, and Limit Atayra, and Parnasa. Hakelev Agdisha Kovtsu Moresh Hagag B'Shovers Hakelev. I'm not going to show you yet, but we have a picture coming up. Okay. A dog or a goat that jumped off a rooftop and broke vessels on the ground. Mishalim, here you can just see a, a, a tank. What's coming up? You see the goat is on there. He's about to jump and break. Is that normal or not normal? Is it Karen? Is it Shen? What is it? Says the Gemara, says the Mishnah Mishalim is showing us to pay a full amount. If it was Karen, Chatzinezek. But the reason why he has to do it, it is Karen. This is normal for a dog to jump off uh, something high and, and, and crash onto stuff. Anybody that has a dog knows they like to jump onto this, onto that. Let me get rid of this because I don't want to give this up. Don't look. Here. Here we go. This we had already, but let's just show it anyway. takes a piece of bread that on the bottom of the bread there's a coal and it causes a fire. We went through this. This is the sugya of Tzroyos. Says the Gemara. It ate the bread and by doing so it lit the bale of hay and the rest of the field. On the bread you pay the full amount. 
says the Gemara, time to go to another potter. Oh, so let's see what he did here. Sorry, not this. Time of the kaftu. It's because the goat or the dog jumped. Hanaflu potter. So this is a beautiful shiloh here. What happens if the goat was on the on the you know one floor up and there's a, and there's a vessel on the bottom? It's almost similar to a vessel that's flying through the air, and the guy comes to the bed and breaks it. Why? Because what are the chances that the, the goat or the dog is not going to jump off the roof? And break this vessel. It's normal. This is what he does every day. He, he stands on the roof. He runs around a little bit. And then when he's tired, he jumps to like the, 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 the shortest jump. And that's usually the guy's jug over there. And he breaks it. So this time he didn't break it. You know what happened? He fell. So he putter a chayef. He didn't jump. He fell. So this is a big shayla. And it's a machlaikis actually. And it's, it's, a, it's a, something gishmak to think about. If somebody was negligent in the beginning, he knew that his animal was about to jump. It's, it happens all the time. It's the 20th time that he jumped off the roof and broke the guy's windshield. Anytime you park a car, that's where he jumps. Okay, This time, you know what? He didn't jump. He, 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 was, he, he was stumbling. The, another dog was fighting with him and he, he fell backwards and he fell. So he potter chayif. Why? Because every time this is what happens, you start off being negligent and now it was an accident. Potter Most of you probably think you should be potter. At the end of the day, he didn't jump. Where did it start? Huh? Where did it start? But by you allowing to be on the roof and looking down at the windshield and contemplating his, his jump for the 20th time. This time it happens to be that the guy gave him a shtuk. He like threw him and he jumped. And he fell. They fell to it. That's great. It all fits in if you hold that if you were negligent in the beginning. But it happened to be that you were, it was an accident at the end that you potter. But according to Malam, it says you're chayv. And that's how we pass on Allah, believe it or not. Michael and Maymar says the Gemara, go in the Makari, Kalim, Gavi, Koisel, the Chikavts, Big Fitzel, and Afla Layu. Listen to this. Here, look at this. I, I didn't see the second part of it. But what happens is normally when a goat or a dog jumps, there's a certain distance that the jump leads them to, and, and they go over here. There's an arch, an arc, an arch. Call it whatever you want. Okay, it's a nice little arch. That's how people jump. Now, what happens if you fall? It might look like like that. Oh, so you put the kalim up against the wall. You you didn't think that it's going to break. Why? Because typically when they jump, they miss it. It's not a normal thing to, in that property I was telling you about, it's called International Village in Schamburg, Lamberg, both of them. So I don't remember which one it was, but during the winter, they, they had like these, um, the gutters, the downspouts, they didn't have downspouts. So they had like, the water was coming and just, Gush out from the top. What they didn't realize when they when we bought the property, we didn't realize that the the uh, in the winter the water the snow would accumulate and and turn into it, from the melting it turned into a giant icicle. And it was a very very big problem. We had icicles that were like literally, I would want to say ten feet long and like two three feet wide. The kids, are, we called the company up. I saw this with my own eyes. He came, 
and uh, he put his ladder up there and he took a chainsaw and he's cutting this icicle. But he didn't do a good cheshben. He cut it. And as it fell, because it was like a little bit still attached, it went sideways. You're talking about something that weighs hundreds of pounds and knocked him over. And he's on the third floor. Because he knocked him over, the, the he happened to have a mazel that his ladder went like this. And he got hit, he got stopped by a window, like down the... So when it's not a gishmak to jump off something and be next to the building and like get hit by the windowsill or a nail. So you need that arch, you need that arc or whatever. When you fall, so that's the, that's what's going on here. The kalim are right there. When you jump, huh? Yeah, you're diving, you're diving away. You don't nobody dives to the wall of the pool. So there was no pshia here. Why? Because when you allowed your dog to play on top of the roof, you knew he's going to miss it. The reason why he didn't miss it is because there was an oinus, and therefore you popped. Sometimes when they fall, you are that the whole wall is is uh, shaking. It's not a good wall. My new. So what's pshat? You should have known that a brick will fall. But at the end, the brick didn't fall. What fell was the dog. The pshia was that when the dog is playing around on the roof, it's going to knock a brick. The brick is going to break the, the vessel that's down there. The dog himself fell, not the brick. Okay. And according to that, you'll be chayv. According to one man, you'll be pot. The Kaisel Tsar. It's we're talking about a very narrow wall. And it didn't realize this. So it thought that it could play on it. And then that's when it fell, according to one shot, it's, it's a little crooked the wall. Okay. Says Rashi, Shemaka Gak Tsar Vadochok, Bikinikim Marosha Gag, when he put them on the roof, have a suka died the capsule of Maggie Kedarkon. He should have known that typically they jump on the on the wall. And therefore they fell. I'll just tell you one last story that happened to me in Eretzrol. Eretzrol, it seems like the safety idea is a little bit, you know, they're behind over there. You know, a few years behind. You, you see all the time, like people climbing off roofs. A from guy just died from trying to install, he was installing air conditioners. And they don't have like the, the belts and the, the hats and the, you know, it's, it's, they do, but nobody really cares over there. Anyways, when I was a kid living in Ben Abrak, so the, there was a, in Ramat al-Khanan, that's where Zilberstein is uh, the rub. There was a, right next to the shul, there was a gan. Today, I think it's two, three floors, but then it was like just one story. So we thought it was very normal to run on, on the ledge of this gan. It was a, a brick wall made out of blocks, like this wide. And we would play like games on it. We'd run on it. And it, it also had like a, like a, Sarasadibras, so you had to go down, up, down. Kids are one job is this kid Shmuley Cohen, he fell off the roof. The hospital, the whole thing. No, no adult thought it was no, you know, maybe tell these kids don't play on the edge of the roof. It's not a good idea. So, anyways, so it ha- you know, it happens to dogs, to this, the kids in the neighborhood, whatever. Raboisai, have a wonderful day. Tillib. We're going to say together, for everything that's going on, the Mats of Maybe we'll say Kufman base today. Just uh
Say something different. Maskil David, Bioisoi, Bamaros, Philo, Koili, Eladino Yazok, Koili, Eladino Yaskanon, Eshpoich, Lefanov, Sihi, Soros, Lefanov, Agid, Mesate, Falai, Ruhi, Vatoyo, Datan, Sivosi, Boyrach, Zuha, Lech, Tom Nufakli, Habait, Yominur, Ave, Aini, Makir, Ovad, Monois, Mimeni, Ain, Deresh, Lenapshi, Zoakti, Lecho, Adino, Yomartia, Tomaxi, Chelki Beretz Achayim, Hakshivo Rinosi Kidaloi Simyoid, Atsilini Merit Fai Kiyom Tumimani, Hoitio Mimazger Nafshi Loidoi Seshemecho, Viachtiru Tzadikim, Isigmoi Loloi, Achayinu Kobeis Yisrael, Anutsunim Betzoro, Ubashivio, Hoim Dembein Bayom Ubein Bayabosho, Amokim Rachim Alayim Tzim Yitzol Rebocho, Umeafelo Lioiro, Mishiv Degulo, Hashto Abagalo Bizman Koriv, Rimar Omei, Shkoyak Rabbol Sa'ayim.